0: Salut les copains, aujourd'hui on fait le podcast avec que des français, il y a Venom.
1: Ah ouais, il y a Venom. Et Zebra.
0: C'est parti
1: So, today's episode is about backup and restore. How to backup your files or drives and how to restore them back. Let's start with the question of what do you want to backup. Are you backing up your file, your directory, your whole drive, your servers, what are you backing up. What do you think, Zebra? What could be the things you Personally, you want to back up?
0: The first thing I want to back up is the configuration files because that's what makes your system what it is. So uh, it's important to give to uh, keep your configuration files. Uh, another thing I want to back up is the data because uh, the configuration file can be recreated, that cannot uh, you know, most of the time. So it's really important to back up configuration and the data.
1: Yeah, I guess asking the question, what do you want to back up, is one of the first things you should tell yourself. Because yeah. depending on what you want to back up, the technique you're going to use is going to differ. Like if you just want to back up a project, it's going to be different than if you want to back up your configuration. It's going to be different than if you want to back up a directory. It's going to be different than if you want to back up just some files or medias. If you want to back up some media, also if you want to back up some videos. And it's also going to be extremely different than if you want to back up your whole hard drive and restore it. And there is a question of how does it differ? If you just want to back up files, how do you go with it?
0: Uh, If it's only a few files, the easiest thing, I guess, is to create an archive and put all the files within it and store it elsewhere or copying the, the archive as well. When there are a lot of files, uh, making an archive is not the best solution, though, I think, because if you have 1,000 files and only one of them has changed, if you make an archive, the whole uh, compressed archive will have changed. So you will upload it again for only one file. So a good option would be to use uh, rsync, which, mean, uh, which allow incremental backups. Uh, Oh, uh, at rsync R yeah,
1: yeah. rsync does the diff it doesn't keep versioning versioning is also an issue like if you want to keep backup you might want to keep version by dates and separate them isn't that a good point yeah yeah so okay, archiving
0: types of backups are full yeah. backups where you backup the, the whole data regardless if it has changed or not and incremental backups where you only you perform one full backup at uh, at start, and then only save the diffs. So to retrieve your data, you will need the full backup and at least one incremental backup from uh, for your file. So there are two different techniques, and the 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 technique of using only full backups has a, the problem of being uh, a huge uh, disk space hog.
1: So uh, incremental backup is it like Git? You store only the diffs, and then you can can go back in time through nodes.
0: It's not exactly the same because, uh, as far as I know, rsync will hate hard links when the file doesn't change. So
1: I didn't mean I I didn't mean rsync. I meant just the concept of it.
0: The concept is yeah. The concept is like Git, so saving diffs instead of actual data but the implementation differs because when you take rsync, it doesn't exactly save the diffs it it will create uh, upload the whole file if it has changed and if it doesn't, it will uh, create an hard link from the previous version so you will have only one copy of the file multiple uh, links uh, to it
1: okay it was a nice parenthesis on the version control for uh, archiving then okay we, we mentioned uh, single file backup that we have some tools such as star cpio you, you compress the thing and you can, and you can keep up uh, a bunch of compressed versions to save up space or you keep up the diff now um, what what would you do if it's not only single files, but it fits the whole drive? You want to keep the whole drive and be able to restore it. What do you have to keep in mind?
0: Um, the first thing uh, I think is that you should not backup the whole drive uh, unless there is only one partition onto it uh, with only actual data, but for example, you want to backup all OS, backing up the drive is not something you want to do because uh, I don't think it will really work and be useful to back up the drive. It's easier uh, to me to keep a partition, a specific partition like slash var or slash etc okay. or slash data than the actual drive because there are a lot of things that you don't want Backup.
1: Um, so, you want to know what to exclude? What's really important? It's
0: either what to include or what to exclude. Uh, the, the yes uh, depends on the situation, but uh, I don't yeah. think there is a case where you want to back up the whole drive.
1: Well, I think there are things where you can keep replication of them, such as RAID, redundant array of an expensive disk. Or such as uh, those those things like virtual virtual machines that you can backup and then replay another time, like Vagrant, Docker, virtual environments.
0: It's not a... Re- oh, I understand.
1: Well, it's not backup, but it's distributing what you did. So it's a sort of backup.
0: Mm, yeah, okay.
1: So you have things such as Clonezilla... That you can copy the whole disk and then create a disk and then replay. I think it's that Clonezilla. You copy your whole disk, you burn it on the DVD, and then you have a version of your whole operating system that you you can give around. You can play around with uh, volume management or with rate. There are a bunch of tools to do that. Now, we just mentioned DVD, so the. There's something important that you need to take into consideration when doing backups: is where do you want to keep the backup? Are you keeping it remotely on a remote machine? Are you keeping it on in the cloud? Are you keeping it on a physical media? Are you keeping it on Git, a VPS? Where should you keep it, depending on the data? What's your opinion about that?
0: Physical drive that I have access to. So, for example, uh, when I back up my Workstation. I put it on a USB uh, USB drive or uh, something like that. Uh, I have around a that I can carry around, and I unplug it in case there is a there is a power uh, power outage or something like that that might block the disk. So that's for the local backups. Then these backups, I upload them to my remote server. So this is something that uh, not everyone has um, a remote server. I have this chance, so I use it. (laughs) So I can upload them uh, elsewhere. Uh, I have two servers, so I replicate the the backups there. And the third solution is um, how do I say, how would I say, um, a third company. Uh, so third
1: party,
0: yeah, third party things. Um, I use uh, the TarSnap service to. Is it a cloud data. service? It's yeah, it's sort of like a cloud service. Uh, the point mm-hmm. is that I pay someone to backup my data. So uh, it's mostly cloud. Uh, the servers are uh, in Amazon and um, the client will encrypt the data before uploading it, so I'm the only one my mm. okay. key to be able to decrypt it, so uh, I'm not afraid of leaks, or uh, even if it leaks, the data will not be readable, and, uh, and that's it.
1: Uh, let's open a little discussion about encryption. Sometimes you encrypt your data, sometimes you do a GPG on it, sometimes private-public-key, sometimes password-based. But there are issues with that. Sometimes you're not able to recover from corruption and and the encrypted file. And sometimes you're able to recover from corruption and non-encrypted file. You want to ask yourself, do you really want to do this uh, dilemma between security or corruption? Uh, It depends on where you're uploading it. If you're giving your data or storing your data somewhere you don't know, you might want to encrypt it. It's a good idea. or if you know that uh, it's in a place that people can easily access, then you I guess you're right to encrypt it. For example, if, if I'm storing something on my server and it's accessible from the from the web root directory, then obviously I'm going to encrypt it if I want to share it between computers. But if it's on the local network and it's on the web server, then I don't think it's a good idea to encrypt it. Now, if you put it on your USB, also it might not be a good idea to encrypt it, depending on where you're using that USB, depending on where you're using it. If it's only at home, I mean, okay, depending on also what you're storing on it, because if you're storing some bad data, <laughs> okay, if it's com- if it's for a company you should refer to your company policy. If it's stored on a DVD, I don't know. If it's stored over the network, it depends. Well, that's a good question to ask, why would you encrypt it and in what case?
0: I personally what is done to my server. I personally the my server, so I don't encrypt the data. When I use a third-party service, don't know what they're gonna do with my data, so I prefer to encrypt it. Uh, if I do a local copy uh, or a local backup on a drive at home uh, on my own drive, obviously there is no real need to encrypt the data. You could also encrypt the drive itself and not the data. That's another solution, but it's, you should not be afraid to break your your drive with a uh, uh, key encryption or. Or something like that.
1: Or lose the key.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's another point.
1: Because the whole point of... Uh, if you're encrypting your drive and you're backing it up and your backup is not encrypted, then there's no point at all in encrypting your drive. Right?
0: Um, yeah, there is. Because if it's encrypted... If the drive? Ah, you mean if uh, you encrypt the drive and backup the data without encrypting it?
1: Yeah. You mean? Yeah, that's what I yeah, mean. There is a,
0: yeah, there is actually no point, uh, No point in doing that.
1: Yeah. Okay. We discussed the encryption and the media of where you're uploading or storing your data on. Now let's tackle the question of restoring your data. For example, uh, if you restore from an archive, you need to think, to think, what type of archive am I using? If you're using a, a very compressed type, but it takes a lot of time to decompress, you need to ask yourself, am I really able to afford the time to, to decompress this data to restore every file I need or this project? Or if you're uh, storing your, your whole disk on, on, if you backed up your whole disk somewhere, you need to, to keep in consideration how much time it's going to take to restore.
0: It's a big uh, probably that you have met badly and uh, you are screwed anyway. So if it takes a bit more time to restore the data, it's not the problem as long as you can restore the data. Obviously, if you have a, a compressed backup of uh, 10 terabytes and... Uh, need to only retrieve the last file, that's going to be a problem because you need to decompose the that data and it might take a, a huge lot of time. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think the, the time to restore should be the biggest problem. It should be more about the accessibility of the data. Okay. Do you see what I mean?
1: Yeah, but what do you think about restoring? What What's the... The most important part of restoring, if it's not the type of of, um, of stor- storage you use, the type of backup, the time it takes to put it back on, on the machine or restore, what's the most important thing? The, the data validity, if it's still the same, exactly the same?
0: The most important part about restoring your data is being able to restore the data, so uh, you need to be aware of what your own process is. It might sound a bit dumb, but uh, you might uh, use uh, TAR to uh, back up uh, huge gigabytes of the tons of gigabytes of uh, of data and such, but if you don't know how to retrieve one specific file, one specific directory, uh, where to search the data and such, your, uh, your backup will be useless anyway, so uh, it's more about having a specific uh how would I say procedure to restore the data and testing this procedure from time to time. So uh back in the days I was doing that for a bit. Uh, for example I was shutting down the, I was backing up my website's data. Uh I was uh, and like every two months or something like that I was crushing crushing the data not really crushing but moving uh, direct uh, to an older uh, to a temporary directory trying to restore from a backup to see if my okay. procedure was still worth it and such and it's really important to practice the backups because uh, the,
1: you want to know uh, if everything if comes back realize, in place
0: yeah if you realize your procedure is shitty uh, When you need your procedure, uh, you will be
1: screwed. Yeah, it should come back the way it was. Yeah, exactly. One thing we didn't mention in that is the special files and access control. You might want to... the, the, The data is not only about data. There is metadata associated to it. Sim links, hard links, access control, permission groups... There are some tools that do copy those and there are tools that don't.
0: The backing up and how you are backing up and for which purpose. If you are backing up, um, for example, data of multiple users, obviously uh, backing up I- ACLs, groups, permissions, and such is really important. If you are backing up, uh, I don't know, something which has a lot of sim links, uh, you don't want your backup technology to re-copy the file that is symlink over and over. So there are a few considerations that you have to take uh, whenever you backup uh, special files.
1: Like we said, we have to think what do we want to omit and what do we want really to back up. What's the important thing? Yeah. That's a okay. Let's talk about automation, the process of backing up. Sometimes it's automated, some people do it manually. I personally do it manually. I plug in my hard disk and I back up when I want to. Uh, What do you do? Do you do it automatically? Do you do it manually? What are the advantages, disadvantages?
0: Uh, I think overall I have used four web technologies. Three or four, I'm not sure. The manual backup. So uh, you make a backup when you think you make a backup. So this is obviously not perfect, but at least I create backup. Uh, another solution is to use uh, a, cron, a cron job. So uh, you say, okay, every Saturday at 3 a.m. I will make a backup. And you know that every week you have a backup. The problem with that is that you need to make sure that your backup was done correctly. Uh, Chrome Cron has, uh, has a good feature in the sense that if you send the mail to environment variable, it will send an email with the output of the command it runs to this email. So uh,
1: It also adds it to the syslogs so you can check the logs too. Uh,
0: uh, I don't think it had it, it to the syslog. Or the it does. To it adds
1: two is not it. it Shows the command in the syslog.
0: Okay. It shows the command or the output?
1: No, just the command.
0: Okay. Because uh it mails the output, be it on standard output or error stream and it mails the it mails it to the to the mail to variable. So it's a great feature that I Recently heard about and uh, now every week I get my uh, my weekly email about uh, my backups Saying how much that I was backed up and such. So it's pretty nice So that's about Chrome um, Another technology that we experimented at work is using Udev rules to backup uh, We were performing backup on physical devices and uh, i have set up a, a small shell script and uh, rules in udev so that whenever i was plugging the the usb device uh, the backup was started uh, we had to drop this technology in favor of chrome because uh, it was not perfect and sometimes the backup was not done properly but i'm pretty sure that was my fault uh, more than the the uh, Udev one, so uh, I might experiment uh, another time. And the last uh, backup technology uh, I have used, it's not really a backup technology, it's more data replication. It's DRBD, it's, um, it will replicate a whole partition between two, uh, two servers. So it's, uh, it's a partition mirroring system and uh, it works at the level of blocks. It doesn't copy files, it copies blocks of the partition, so it's pretty efficient. But uh, the problem is that you need to... You cannot uh, backup specific files or directory, you need to back up a whole partition. So if you want only one directory to be backed up, you need to mount up one partition on this
1: directory. Does it also do a dev? Is it also do a diff or it's the whole thing? It takes a lot of time.
0: Uh, I have really no idea uh, how it works internally. But yeah, I don't think it, it will sync uh, the. It will only copy one block. So if your blocks are uh, 512 uh, uh, kilobytes big, uh, it will only copy this amount of data. I, I, I really don't know how it works internally, but it, I know it's more efficient than. Uh, Copying files.
1: Okay.
0: Using our uh
1: what's the procedure with that to restore it? You use DD? You pipe it back uh, on don't the...
0: the the thing is that as I said, it's not a back really a backup technology, it's more a data replication technology. So uh, we use it like we have a primary server and a secondary server. Ah, so it falls and back? The... It falls back yeah, to, to the second? Back.
1: Okay. Fair enough. So it's like RAID, but remote, on the remote machines.
0: Yeah. So if you want to backup on the primary server, you can just copy the directory or something like that. And the nice thing is that you can have multiple servers. So if you have five servers, they will all replicate together.
1: That's nice. Uh, replication is still backup, in my point of view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's still, but it's a different type of backup, it's an active backup. Uh, Mm. that is uh, read.
1: well we didn't discuss about for example database replication which I think is out of scope
0: yeah because it's done at the software level uh, it's not uh, it's not done by, by external tools
1: yeah fair enough I think. Uh, do you have anything to add about backups
0: uh, <laughs> yeah just a quick reminder do your backups <laughs>
1: Yeah, do your
0: backups.
1: (laughs) Okay, people, do your backups. Don't forget it. It's going to break someday. It always breaks. It's
0: not about if, it's about when.
1: Exactly. Okay, so let's review last week. It was about command line interface. Uh, We discussed what makes the best command line interface on Unix. We discussed... uh, It was commented on the forum that command line arguments... Should be limited no, no, no more than fifteen arguments, I think uh,
0: what I've with, uh, with GitOps you can't use long options and such, and when you ask people why they need long options, they said that if you only use short option, you are limited to uh, twenty six uh, flags because there are twenty six letters in the alphabet, and the thing is. If your tool needs more than 26 flats, is more likely too complex. And
1: uh, ah, yeah. okay, yeah, that was the idea. The number of letters in the alphabet.
0: you shouldn't more than that.
1: Yeah, and then uh, some people discussed about uh, minimalism, that your tool should stay and uh, should do only what it does, uh, which I emphasize also in the podcast. We also discussed that um, Prana Mostro mentioned that you could have an external tool handling the command line arguments, which I found by myself very overly complicated.
0: Uh, it depends. what For example, uh, if you look if the backups, TAR um, takes file names as the argument. So you need to provide all the files. As argument, so if you want to back up only, uh, what will I say, mp3 files, you will run tar-cz and, uh, uh, sub, uh, the subshell using find, uh, that name, uh, star.mp3 to find all the files you need to back. Up. So it doesn't, I, I find it uh, okay. okay to use uh, another tool to, Create the arguments of, another, of a first one.:
1: Okay, I, I understood it another way, but yeah, I get it this way. like you pipe stuff together. sometimes yeah, it makes the sense.: sensing is the pipe.: Yeah, indeed. But I think he mentioned using another program to output help and version.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, this part is pretty okay, I guess it, it could be an, anti- an entire topic. Stuff.
1: Okay, man. It was a review of last week. Now, let's talk about what we did this week. What did you do?
0: Uh, not much uh, regarding computing. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to compile GCC against LibC, but uh, I'm still failing uh, horribly. Can <laughs> you?
1: Well, I, I've been preparing a presentation for a local meetup, developer meetup, I've been practicing that, and I'm also still working on that interface for a, a psychology website. I'm building it using React JS and web technology, which is not very fun. And for my presentation, I'm using also web technology. It's uh, Impress JS. It's very nice. Like oh, you have yeah. a, an infinite in canvas bathroom. where you lay down your slides, and it moves anywhere, so you can. Can you use your uh, use your imagination as much as you want?
0: Yeah, I used it in university to make the, the final presentation. It was really nice, and the teachers really liked it.
1: Like the name says, impressed, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no publicity.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, I also did something cool this week. Uh, I set up an FF server to stream my desktop, the web. Uh... So I'm now at the point where I can stream my desktop on a remote server and have at least three person watch the stream at the same time without cluttering the bandwidth. The problem is that I'm encountering a few quality issues and a huge de- delay like a minute, so it's not really perfect. It's a, it's a fun experience. And uh, I hope we will be able to use it in a, in a future podcast <laughs>
1: like. Uh, you might use it for for debugging I think or webcast. Yeah. Sharing webcasts.
0: Right.
1: Like people join they they see it while listening to the person. Yeah, that's right. on Mumble. For
0: the explain your setup or something like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like they could listen to it and at the same time open the browser and see what the person is doing. That's okay. Great. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Uh, it was an excellent podcast thanks for joining
0: thank you for setting it up
1: <laughs> yep have a nice uh, day
0: mm. et salut les amis
1: et salut les amis à la
0: prochaine <laughs> ciao bye